Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What you do today? What's that? And me and Sharon played a game in the backyard. You did. And we had a picnic down by the river. That's good. What else? Oh, Mom, you should have seen this man came along on this beautiful gray horse. Really? What kind of pretty? Beautiful. The mare, gelding? I think it was a gelding. Mm-hmm. It was gray. Oh, so beautiful. And the guy let me ride it all around and everything. Oh, that's I so nice. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Filmsack. This is Filmsack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is Sunday, October 29th, and this is film sack i already say that i did welcome okay. to the show my name is scott johnson oh this is episode 625 that's important my name is scott johnson joined today by brian he prefers to be called captain howdy dunaway oh howdy i mean oh hi. hi this week on the film sack we call in an exorcist when hbo max max gets possessed by a demon and starts spitting up the thickest pea soup you can imagine and asking us to do filthy things to it with our religious items no that is not how we use that. No, gross. The power of 1973 gas crisis compels you. The power of the 1973 gas crisis compels you. An exorcist. How about a dermatologist? Your skin has gone from missed a few nights sleep to, oh my God, stop picking at those scabs of Satan or your skin is going to straight to hell. Oh, hi. Did I mention gross? Anywho, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Of course, this is how we all die. This is it. Some old white guy in the desert poking around in the dirt with a stick until he uncovers some shit that was buried long ago for reasons, which then starts a holy war with a demon. And now some little rich girl in Georgetown has the heebies and the jeebies and is for sure not getting her deposit back. But, you know, that's how it is. Now take your shaky pills with a shot of brown liquor and get on with it already. Also, someone should really fix those steps in the alley before someone gets hurt too late. Randy, you're going to die up there. Now I pee on your rug. Mommy. Mommy. Oh my god. Where am I? Uh, perfect. Well done. Where am I, mommy? 
Also with us, Randy, at age 44, look as old as Max von Sydow, you will not, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Uh, thank you for coming to the priest meeting. As you know, we meet in huge, ornate places, and we talk about mundane things. Batter up. On this week's agenda, see a movie director died a couple blocks over, and oh look, Father John was nominated for MVP of the DC area Jesuit softball league for the 61st mm. straight year. That's a that's great, Father John. Congrats. Mm. Anyway, the movie director who died was probably killed by a demon possessed girl. Any takers? Mm. Should be a pretty mm. straightforward pitchers duel. But we can bring in some guy from Iraq slash Africa slash Woodstock to pinch hit for you. Why the softball references? I don't know. What do I? What I do know is that this exorcism is going to be an easy double play if you follow these three outs. I mean rules. Number one, don't tell scientists what you know. They they might be able to run some experiments and figure out some better methods for exercising demons, and we don't want that. I I guess number two, bring lots of extra clothes. Pack a full suitcase and take it with you. Just because we haven't done one of these in 300 years doesn't mean we want to wash the projectile vomit off our collars in the sink and then put on a wet collar. Gross. Number three, drink and smoke, guys. Seriously. Turns out those aren't vices. Or no, wait. They're vices, but they aren't sins. And it doesn't matter anyway because we're all going to be killed by the devil. (laughs) Muzzle tough. Right. (laughs) (laughs) To all of you. Yeah, these priests were chill, man. It's like, let's do some drugs. Uh, Also, with us, and finally, Brian, the scariest part of this movie is the wallpaper in that girl's room, Ibit. Oh, it sure is. All right, let me let me go ahead and get the band uh, ready here. All right, standard uh, eight beat uh, blues thing here. Uh, watch me on the turns and uh, see if you can keep up. Okay, here we go. Another one sting Makes me angry enough to split a door Take a little girl Make her pee on the floor (laughs) I was perfectly happy in my home in Iraq Dug up my idol and it brought me back Just when I thought I would be ignored Dug through the attic Pulled out a Ouija board You don't need crosses Don't need grace Don't need no holy water Thrown in my face Just need six words And a couple of priests And it might just make me leave They say possessive kids ain't fair Yeah, but I don't care It's what I'm meant to do as sure as I'm puzzle <laughs> And after a little piece soup I will spill The power of Christ compels you The power of Christ compels you mm-hmm. Can you feel it? <laughs> oh, All right, man. Well, 
Yeah, I guess you guys aren't yeah. you Some, guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids, yeah, are your gonna kids are going to love it because they love it. Oh, I loved how you bookended your whole thing with uh, <laughs> that was great. decoration from Back to the Future. That was love amazing. Right. That was great. Now I can associate that song with something other than Back to the Future. So it's good. <laughs> yeah. good, good. Uh, as you may have uh, noticed, we're talking about things that seem strangely connected to the film The Exorcist from 1973, and you would be right. Let's listen to years. fake Scott Fletcher explain. The Exorcist! When a young girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two Catholic priests to save her life. Pea soup to the face. Eye holes. <laughs> no idea what happened at the end there. <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. And I'm starting to forget how Fletcher sounds. For yeah, real. I know. So yeah, I know. We need yeah. some Fletch. We need some real do raw we, Fletcher. Uh, Fletcher. Do we need to bring in a couple priests to uh, to resurrect right. uh, Fletcher? Is that how that <laughs> Exercise this demon, yeah. this AI demon from Fletcher? Maybe these secret holy words right here. <laughs> That'll work. That'll get him here. Uh, yeah, so he's yes. walking on something hot or Legos <laughs> on the floor or something. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, we're looking at the the fifty year anniversary of this yeah, movie. Yeah, fifty year like anniversary of this year. The, the Christmas nineteen seventy three film, The Exorcist. Oh my gosh, it yeah. came out it came out during Christmas time, like the holiday. Yeah, yep. day after uh, December twenty uh, sixth. Oh my lord! Okay, it's like we've done enough uh, the holy religious Christ stuff. Let's do this now. Yeah, All right, exactly. yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, it's been long time coming for this show though we've been i feel like sitting yeah. on the exorcist for years and part of it i think oh, i was, feel like i'm still on the exorcist every day it's burning yeah, yeah. it burns Ooh. it burns here's the thing and i and, and i'm glad you said that because this is a movie for a lot of people not just a couple of us or all of us even maybe i don't know but for a lot of people it was like a, oh i don't want to see that again or i don't want to see that yeah. at all or you know whatever whatever feelings it evoked for people growing up uh, for me anyway, I can only speak for me. It terrified the shit out of me. Did not have any interest I was, in seeing I this. I was and- shocked when I learned this past week that The Exorcist was rated R because it was trying to avoid an X because they were trying to get this thing to be able to make some money. Um, and there was nothing really at the time that stopped kids from going to see this. There was really no R rating necessarily that would keep kids from being able to go. So it must have been a much more common experience than I thought. I saw it at the drive-in when I was about five or six, my mom thought I was asleep in the back Ooh. seat. So oh, she, didn't, she didn't bring me to damn. intentionally scar me for life. But I did wake up just in time for the last 20 minutes, which is oh. where the really, the really yeah. good stuff happens. You know? yeah. this, this, so, this movie really is the last 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's, right, uh, it's right. an archaeological uh, movie. <laughs> and then it's a, a, a priest with a crisis of faith movie. And then, oh, yeah. by the way, we're going to have an exorcism. Yeah. It's yeah, a very, it's a very slow bad. burn for sure. A slow burn from the beginning until just yeah, about the last twenty minutes. Well, those twenty minutes are really uh, damaging if you're young. When I was, yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. I saw it when I was twelve, and it was on a VHS tape or something at a friend's house. And I remember just thinking, "Well, I'm never going to sleep again. This is the end of my life. This is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever done to myself. I can't believe I watched this." And it has been that long since I watched it again because I never could poke in there again yeah so i've been looking forward to this whole- for like catharsis reasons and we'll get to whether that yeah. worked for anyone or not today uh, eventually mm-hmm. here in our discussion i yeah. i want you to know this uh film has by far the most trivia we've ever seen on film sack oh, uh, like it. by so far it's like 
10 times more trivia than we've ever seen. Oh, I never, and usually I'm really good about looking at that after the movie. And for whatever reason, I, I never read the trivia on this. Good news. You can just go to the trivia page and click around and you will guaranteed come up with something that the other three of us won't find. Yeah, like, there's a lot. Big. It's really wow. huge. Yeah, there's tons of it. I mean, I only pulled out like five of these, but there's there was so much I kind of got overwhelmed. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the ones that jumped out at me feels like it needs a little bit of this. Scrutiny. It says on the first day of rehearsing the exorcism sequence, Linda Blair's delivery of her foul mouth dialogue so disturbed the gentlemanly Max von Sydow that he actually forgot his lines. Come on. <laughs> I, I actually, be- I, that feels believable. That feels believable. That mm. was because I yeah, am but traumatized that was, mm. but, uh, by Linda Blair. Linda Blair didn't say it though, right? That was the p- woman who did That's the voiceover for the demon. Yeah, yeah, earlier when she too. does cuss and she's still in kid form, it's he's not there. In fact, yeah, but that's rehearsal, our, right? Th- he was almost chick in the bucket in this movie because I my memory as a kid was Max von Sydow was in the damn whole thing. He's barely so, in so this. Twenty the last twenty minutes or so when he shows up on scene when he shows up at the house that mm-hmm. is the cover art you get for this movie. Yeah, that's right. when the 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 shit really hits well, the fan, well, and, and that's he, all I remember. Yeah, and and he makes the title of the movie weird because. Really, it could have just been a movie about our younger, our Jason Miller exorcist, mm-hmm. and he is the entire thing. He is the exorcist. <clears throat> right. right. Turns out he, you know, he's he hasn't ever done one. <laughs> he's he's a right. bit uh, wet no behind the ears. Really, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the movie, Father is, Marin. the mm-hmm. movie's title means it's about the Max von Sydow character, which is kind of. I don't know. So, it's kind of, it's a little bit so of a letdown like, for me. Do you feel like it should have been called the Exorcists yeah. with an S or the, the Exorcism or the Exorcism? Uh, with the, with the uh, benefit the of hindsight, of, of Reagan years later, like we can come up with all kinds of better <laughs> names sure, because sure. because it's a you know it's about a possession, right? It could have been called yeah, possession. Right. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know. I didn't read the book which this is based on, and so I'm I have a feeling that we get much further into father Marin's story. I don't know this. I just yeah, have a feeling it feels like it would have more with, watching, that, with him and more of his backstory yeah. because this gave you I'm none. It was Jason. just like a sand. It was a Von Sydow sandwich. Here he is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing mm-hmm. something weird in Iraq. We don't really know until we see a demon with a penis. And then we're like, Oh, scary. <laughs> and then <laughs> later they got the, you know, he shows up so late. I really was yeah. shocked by that. Cause in my memory, my kid yeah. memory, He's there from moment one and the entire movie's in that bedroom and it's only, you know, it's pea soup and forward, it, really. It goes yeah. to show you that 20 minutes is really all a five-year-old can really consume as a movie. It's like, okay, that's all I really mm-hmm. need. Yeah. So, of course, well, obviously the most damaging has, part would stick with you. Yeah. And it just has such a, you know, th- those last or last half hour or last 45 minutes is just so powerful. I mean, before the exorcism, when when uh, her mom is basically, well, let's try a psychiatrist. Okay, let's try a spinal tap. Let's try this. Let's try that. Um, by the way, I've never seen a spinal tap before. That's uh I mean, and I know oh, obviously yeah, yeah. It was, I, that, it's it's not we're not watching a real Spinal Tap, but I'm sure yeah. that's what they looked like back then. And holy crap, yeah, yeah. that was gnarly. All of like all that. of this, all of this bad. It's everything. All the medical stuff is terrible because they even got those open. Uh, what what we have closed CRT machines? Oh, or the, whatever MRI, now, the, yeah, the MRI. Yeah, the MRI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the scariest yeah, part of, the, of this viewing. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeez. I want to. I just want to. Everybody needs to agree that the scariest thing in the whole movie has nothing to do with the possession. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's medical. Right, right, nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's I kind of agree. Used on her. Yeah, I kind of sure. agree, and I can say I can say that pretty successfully. I came through this movie with a reverse order 
scare. Like, I, I still right. really respect the... Uh, I think it's... Okay, so first of all, I think this movie holds the hell up. It's, like, really good at what it does. For when it came out, it it still feels like, oh, that's a relevant thing you could see now and be freaked it out by. timeless. Yeah, it feels pretty yeah. timeless. It's well done. The director did a killer job. Wow. We'll talk about him in a minute. But, uh, but it was cathartic in the sense that I saw the stuff that freaked me out as a kid and went, oh, well, this is... I'm just kind of having fun now. This is just a good time in horror yeah. movie town, and it's not that scary. Um but it's fun to see, oh, they still got like hot air um, coming out of her during the cold room when her head's turning around. That's a nice touch. And right, you know, yes, I'm starting yeah, to notice those things. But then what I'm scared little... me was that damn MRI out in the open bullshit. That scared yeah. me so bad. Yeah. Hated it. Especially the one that swings around like it's um, you know, yeah. a, a taffy yeah. pulling machine. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it looks so barbaric in there. That was awful. That whole totally thing. And then, so and then there's a, there's also this thing you've had you've had life experience with your own kids now. And there's this feeling of I don't want to watch my kid have to have that done. You know? God, yeah. No kidding. Ugh. Yeah, because you're watching yeah, her had- underneath that thing, and she is screaming and scared shitless. Yeah. And uh, you know that that is it's such a I guess parenthood thing. Yeah. And maybe that's yeah. what this horror had something for everybody. Right. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. something for the yeah. parents, a little something for the kids, a little yeah. something for exactly. the uh, religious. The whole family. Yeah. The <laughs> um, I'm a little bummed that the um, the Max uh, version did not include was not the deluxe edition with the additional scenes because we yeah. you know the spider walk and then there's a I think it's yeah. when Ellen Burstyn is in the kitchen alone and the phone rings, the lights go out, comes back, the lights come back on, but you get a. Um, a shot of Pazuzu kind of, if I remember correctly, kind of hovering his face. You see his face kind of hovering over the stove and like a, a wisp of smoke kind of thing, oh. which was really freaky. Oh, I've never seen yeah. that. I have seen somebody is somewhere showed me the scene with her spider walking down the stairs. Yeah. But I forgot while I was watching it that I didn't get it. Now that you said it, I uh, yeah, I thought it was part that, of the original movie. I, I don't know why my brain won't separate and it's them. It's such a freaky scene that... Um, that it should it belongs in the film like it oh, that one that bit holds up i think yeah other I'm movies watching do it now and she's got this tongue thing going on too right after that no thank you I'm yeah that this. tongue thing dude oh yeah yeah oh nasty so it's, it's <laughs> all i can think of is poor linda blair having have this prosthetic tongue <laughs> the other thing that happened back then this was a movie that where i feel like you know seven 70s 80s into the 90s satanic panics at its stupidest and people, there was two, one of two reactions to this. People are either mad at this movie for glorifying this stuff uh, because they were true believers. And then the other half of people were like, oh, no, this movie's more of a documentary than a thing. And they would make up stories about what happened on set. And it was a real possession. That girl, she, the reason she got an actor nomination isn't because she was good. It's because she was actually a demon for a while. Like, I remember this conversation going on. And I hate that shit so much. Where the whole world goes down some rabbit hole and gets stupid about right. a movie. So it was good for me to see this one and go, oh, yeah, it's a movie. And it's also the 70s where the sound mix is shit. And uh, they don't really know how to uh, have someone scream and talk uh, without turning the thing way too low while they're talking yeah. and too high while they're screaming. And, you know, I'm seeing all the seams. This was good for me. It was good for me to see this yeah. movie again. Yeah, I, I want to I just want to counterpoint a little bit of that. This is a really good film. Like. Oh, the, so the, the all the filmmakers, especially the director, are way above the competency level that they need to be at. They are pouring it all out, like every shot. Fully agree. Felt like it was Fully agree. Just this isn't me saying the movie's bad. This is me saying 
hey, young Scott, this is you didn't need to freak out. It's just a movie. You know, like yeah. if it, the it was so, is difficult, but the the execution was amazing. It's just if so the, set up to yeah, be. Yeah, it's sure. set up to be a movie that is meant to make everybody freak out, like Blair Witch, and ask if it's real. Was Blair Witch real? Was that really uh, documentary mm-hmm. footage? They found it somewhere. They want people to do that. It drives audiences and it gets people talking, and they go see your movie. I totally get it. But as a kid, I bought into that to the point that this movie was like otherworldly in my head. Yeah. And now I see it and just go, no, nah, it's just a good horror movie. They did a great job with it, but it's a movie and I'm fine. And that's, yeah. that's good. It's yeah, it a nice like, freeing feeling for me. It looks like one of the reasons that there's so much trivia and like, there's so much trivia on IMDb that there's other trivia in Wikipedia. That's not the same trivia. Like there's so much. And <laughs> really? like one of the reasons for that is that William Friedkin loves to talk about this movie and the making of this movie. Like mm-hmm. he did, apparently a ton of press in 2013, like the 40th anniversary Mm. and said, and just, he just delivered hours and hours of information. And I want to, I want to put some scrutiny on some of that because it's like, it just feels like very, very self-congratulatory and embellishing, Mm. you know, Mm. might be. Yeah. He just died this year. Didn't he? But yeah, died in uh, August. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, let's look at it. I mean, it, it it really was a, a cultural phenomenon. I mean, it really, it, it changed, a lot of things so yeah it did it's and it's a, a lot of people bit. it's you know as we alluded to in the beginning it's what a lot of people kind of put as the scariest movie they've ever seen um mm-hmm. just because of the time they saw it there's way scarier things these days i mean uh i keep bringing up barbarian but that thing that thing freaks me out <laughs> oh yeah there's some kid there's some kid who's 10 now who got who saw barbarian because his mom thought he was asleep in the back seat when he wasn't <laughs> yeah that is yeah. going to have this same thing to say or you know hereditary or a handful of other movies mm-hmm. and i think that that's an important thing to say about this movie. It is the thing of its time and it took the zeitgeist uh, is still, if you adjust for inflation, the, let's see, this is, Oh, this is this fascinating. Second highest grossing Warner brothers film of all time. If you adjust for inflation, uh, first is Barbie. So that just got dethroned this year. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> but only if you adjust for inflation, um, dethroning yeah. the exorcist. I yeah. love it. What yeah. a great headline. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. But that is, I mean, that's nuts, right? Like how big of an impact. And then what a disappointment too must have been because that thing is just universally panned as being shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah hard. I, I started, I started going that, through uh, it. Is that the one that, that Max recommends to you right after? And it's got Linda Blair, again, kind of as the yeah, prominent yeah. figure yes, on the poster. Yeah, yes, she's yes. all tied up in yes. wires and stuff or something on the cover of that, I think. Okay. Like she's being tested or something. I never saw mm-hmm. two, so I don't. I have zero connection to it. I started watching too, just because I wanted to see where the characters were gonna, were going to go. Just mm-hmm. to see, I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't like stop and watch anything that would influence my take. I was curious what happened afterwards. Yeah, the heretic it's called, and it had listen to the the cast went crazy. Richard Burton shows up. Uh, Louise Fletcher's back, or no, she wasn't in it at all. Louise Fletcher's in it. She's amazing. <laughs> uh, Von Sydow shows up again. You also get let's see, Ned Beatty, James Earl Jones. Like two, two was yes. like, "Hey, we found a. We, I think we got a franchise here. Let's get going." But then it turned out to be just bad. It's bad movie, mm-hmm. right? They, they didn't need to go any further than this. This was an amazing one-off kind of thing, right? You can't, you can't top the experience. What, what do you have? Like The Exorcist again? I mean, it's an event. It's an event movie, yeah. And to do it again is just yeah, but the, pointless. The current one. What's what's the current one? The one that's in theaters now. But that's what's kind that of a thing, um, that's kind of a little bit of a reboot too, there, right? It's, it's a it's, sequel. It's, it's still got, in the same. Uh, it's the sequel, but it's still kind of a reboot. They're trying right? to restart a franchise, but well, yes, trying, yeah. Burston they're shows still up. Using the Formula One, just years later. It's called. Uh, 
It's it's reviewing very poorly. Um, oh, is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Next is Firestarter. I what don't know what it's called. Uh, what is this called? Exorcist. Exorcist. Believer. Exorcist. Exorcist. You say it like that, I don't like it. It's, uh, it's Believer. It's currently at 22%. Believer. It's not go. great. Um, but yeah. it's got people I really like. So Ellen Burstyn's back, and you got Leslie Odom Jr. You got Ann Dowd. Love her. Mm. I mean, this and has... Did you say Linda Blair? She's she's back. Oh, is she back? That. I didn't see her in here. Yeah, and she it's a, it's a I mean, I I hate to say it if I just spoiled it for somebody, but she wasn't in the trailer. Ellen Burstyn is and it's like, "Oh, wow, they got the mom for this. Wow." But um uh when I was looking up Linda Blair, it says, "Oh, and she reprises reprises her role in uh The Exorcist Believer." I'm like, "Oh, well, okay. I guess that's something." Wow. Interesting. And interestingly, oh man, this is really weird. Because okay, so if you go to the first Exorcist, you can see like you know everybody's got a picture. On this most recent one, there's like two people, <laughs> and then everybody else is people you don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see. There's yeah, you're not wrong about that. Uh, my favorite review for this new one, by the way, is this guy named Kevin Ranson over at MovieCrypt.com. His quote is: "The greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world to keep making bad Exorcist sequels." <laughs> Um, I'll probably end up seeing it though. Like I feel a little bit freed up here. Like the movie, I needed this. Like we, this, where else was I going to care to watch this again? Film sack. Of course, where else? Mm -hmm. And so when we finally get to it, I was kind of bracing myself last night. I was like, all right, am I going to be, am I going to lose it here? Just because you're, you know, I have these connections, all of it. We've talked about this, but it's just you, your kid brain is different than your adult brain. And, Having seen it now, Thank I feel God. like I can move on with my life, you know? It's like I finally I finally dealt with the exorcist. It's good. It's fine. It's a very good movie and it's also not real. Small Johnson, right. little yeah. Johnson, it's yeah. not real, you know? It's great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. So did Jack McGowan, uh who played the the director in the movie, did did he die on set or something cuz he's like this is like the last movie he ever did. He did. <laughs> oh, really? He died right <laughs> after. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Burke, Burke yeah. Dennings, yeah, he fell in the steps. Yeah. Uh so did guy? so did another guy that died just a month or two later, the drunk guy at the party. Um Oh wait, yeah, I, they said he was going to die. It must so, have been know. during the filming though because we time. we never see right. Jack McGowan's character after a certain point, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like, and then they just tell yeah. you that he died off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he yeah. died uh, January 30th, 1973. So, geez, yeah, like, like 11 like months before the year. movie was released. Yeah. Death, shortly after completing work on Exorcist while in New York City, appearing uh, as a father uh, in was, uh, The Plow and the Stars, died at 54 from okay. influenza. So after completing work influenza. on The Exorcist. Yeah, he's a he was, born, he born was, and raised Irishman doing a sort of generic English accent here, and I kind of wish they hadn't right. done that. I wish they just mm-hmm. let him be Irish. Oh yeah, he was drunk this as guy, an Irishman. Yeah. This, guy, yeah. this guy died at fifty-four, which is the same age as Matthew Perry just passed away. Yeah, but he looked like well, he was about a million 80. years old. Yeah, no, nobody yeah. in yeah. this movie. It's, okay, <laughs> Max von Sydow. While yes, they used some makeup on him. Is only right. forty four years old in this movie. It's unbelievably impossible wow. when you look at him on screen. You Get just can't believe it. I, th- I feel like Jason Miller's the better example. This is his very first film. This is before they did and introducing credits. He would have been, you know, introducing Jason Miller as Father Karras. Uh, his very first film, guys. Wow. He was 
32 while filming he this did, movie. He did not he look 32. 50. Yeah. Yeah. The but, entire movie. Yeah. But they easily, I mean, the Max von Sydow thing, a lot of that I'm sure was the makeup to make him look like the older priest. Like really, let's really emphasize that he's the older priest. Cause we saw him in, in flash Gordon, of course, being the merciless mm-hmm. and uh-huh. take away the, the, uh, the mustache and all that stuff. And he looks a lot younger than he does here. Oh, for sure. So, I think the, I think the makeup is actually later. kind of brilliant. It's really good and well done. Yeah. So you don't really think about it because what you feel like you're looking at is Max von Sydow in Game of Thrones or something more recent. <laughs> right, right, the right. Star Wars. Yeah, the, yeah. The, it's very weird, but Force he's Awakens. he's yeah. he is a very compelling presence in movies. He is. And we've yeah. now seen him in eleven movies on film sack. Eleven. I, wow. Oh my gosh, wow, that's yeah. a lot more than I thought. Well, give me yeah, an example, including uh, including Brian Dunaway's favorite movie yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was all, yeah like, he's great in that. We we sacked The Force Awakens. He was in that. We yeah. sacked uh, Strange Brew. He was in that. <laughs> I forgot like, about that. We, oh, poor like, poor Ben Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah, Strange Brew. He's the one that shuts the big the, the the big tank that they're making the giant beer in, right? I think oh, I yeah, made a gif right, out of yeah. it to to block people on social media. So when it, when the flap was slammed shut, I would put the words <laughs> muted underneath it. <laughs> let, me, he, uh, let me tell you, I found his, his legacy. Let me one real quick thing about uh, Max von Sydow. His legacy will go on forever because in 1968, uh, somebody named Kurt Bergfors in uh, Bergfors. Right. Bergfors in Sweden named his uh, large chain of international restaurants Max Hamburgers. Uh, wow. After Max von <laughs> they didn't do Max von Hamburgers. That's too. Oh no, they just called it Max Hamburgers. You, you got to put the von in there; is not the same. Yeah, uh, but he's just—I don't know. Something about that dude and his career. He, he felt like he started at, at age ninety and then did everything at age ninety yeah. and then made everything he was in better. And I remember when he died, I went, "Well, that's that's not right. He's supposed to be live. He's supposed to live forever and just look old. Like that's his job." I, yeah. yeah. I actually thought his painted white hair in this movie was very effective. It, I mean, if you look closely, you're, you could be, oh, wow, they just painted his hair white. Like they're, you can, it looks, looks like cotton candy, but like right. it actually like made him feel ancient for some reason. Mm-hmm. Was, I just thought it was really cool. No, it's almost I, magical, but I can't th- see him in any other way. Like I don't see him young <laughs> in anything. There, there's a screenshot. Look at his hand. Look at his yeah. jowls and his stuff. Like yes, amazing his makeup jowls work. And his stuff. Hey, his jowls and his stuff. <laughs> he looks, oh my god, look at those jowls. I mean, it's really something to make a guy look that old who's not really that old. Yeah, and there's some Damn there's god. some like uh compound uh that you like brush on skin to ma- make it look uh like r- wrinkly. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Like right. thinner, yeah. 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 Okay. And like they've yeah. got it all over they they put it all over his jaw and the back of his hand and, and this kind of thing to make him look like he's really old. Jeez. They call I think it we need to talk again. We've talked about this so many times, but we need to talk again about how in old movies young people look older. There's just a thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just how it works. No, you're right. Add uh let's say you're watching something with a young guy in it. It's like he's twenty five. Add ten years and that's how that guy'll look. And you can kind of work it all the way up. And I don't know why this freaking is. It's weird to me. Is it because they were all smoking 30 packs a day? I don't know. That's part of it for sure. That's yeah. got to be part of it. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, these priests were smoking. What the hell, man? Yeah, The priests you... were smoking. Yeah. So, <laughs> so smoking. I went I went down all kinds of rabbit holes around the you know uh, Jesuit priests having their vices because 
I, you know, like you, Scott, or everybody, I assume in, in this group, I grew up in a very Protestant world. Mm-hmm. And there's like just this thing where one of the major divisions between Protestants and Catholics was the Protestants wanted to see us all be, you know, like constantly sinners trying to deal with our sins and vices were sins. Whereas, you know, Catholics, they had already had their their sins very well defined, right? You have the mm-hmm. the cardinal sins, right? And the other stuff is like, not, it's not a big deal. Uh, obviously, you know, God doesn't care if you drink wine. God gave you wine. Uh, whereas the right. Protestants are like, and he gave rock and roll to you. He doesn't care if you listen to that. <laughs> the Protestants <laughs> are like, anything that feels good takes you away from God. Right. Mm, so yeah, we right. all kind of grew up in that, in that mindset. And it, so it's shocking when you look into the Catholic mindset and they're in a freaking bar. Like there could have been a stripper over there, you know, mm-hmm. and and these priests do not care about. It. That's kind of shocking. I, and I, mm. I actually loved the character writing in this story. I haven't read the book. I'm kind of interested in reading the book now because I don't want to give too much credit mm-hmm. to the movie unless it deserves it. But you got a just enough character story from each of the characters to understand their current motivations and nothing more. No, yeah. no sexual tension between anybody or anything like that. We took all that off the table. We focused entirely on this, uh, you know, this, this demonic possession. And we told, we just focused totally on that. And it was amazing. I, I, I'd I also loved be, all those other relationships. Yeah. And I'd also be curious to see if the, what the breakdown of the book is like, does it start with so much of the archeological, uh, and and uh, right and, and Sidow's travels. Does it, you know, what what's the percentage of time before um, we get the the stuff, the weird stuff that starts to happen? By the way, does does Pazuzu somehow vandalize that statue in the church? Oh, that's yes. yeah. I got great. I, I got big questions about the statue in the church because who the hell did it? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of questions left did, over. Who left the cross underneath Linda Blair's uh, pillow? Who's really orchestrating this stuff? And I found that fascinating as well. Yeah, but they never answer it. The only thing you get close to it is they kind of make you feel like the priest at the end that does last rites on side out and finds everybody and then stares down the steps and then it fades to black. That he maybe was up to some shit. You're talking about William O'Malley, are you? Yeah, the that Father Dyer. Yeah, or not? Not necessarily that he was up to anything, but maybe he was the target all along, and the the demon is finally getting its hooks into him a little bit. as as yeah. intended. Well, yeah, def- maybe. it's definitely a revenge story for the for Marin messing around uh, in Africa doing the exorcism, and then also digging up uh, the demon bones in Iraq. So I mean, yeah, it's it's but it's interesting because. You don't know, and I like those questions. They left enough questions for me that I felt like, okay, maybe I do want to see a sequel. If yeah, they explore, I, they and I don't even think this is... I don't think the movie was posturing for sequels, but I do think you're right no. about how... It can, it's compelling at the end to say, well, I kind of want to keep going here. Like, what else, what else is going to yeah. go on? Yeah, but a sequel you've got to be really careful with, too. I mean, you, you, almost, you, you almost have to uh, have the transference of Pazuzu. You can't really have... have uh, Linda Blair. Oh no, I've been possessed to get repossessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. it, it would need to be, you know, it need to be somebody else. And because our two major exorcists have died, do you have the transference be to the other priest that, um, yeah, that I think the we Ali has to be the, yeah. Cause he's, he ends up, he's the one who ends up with the pendant, right? That's with the, that's pendant. the pendant. Exactly. And line. he goes and he gets closest to Karis's body at the end. So oh, right. yeah. if there is some sort of transference, you could, 
kind yeah. of say it happened yeah. then. Yeah. Speaking of transference, yeah. I want to give big props to the movie for a thing I don't remember in the first viewing, and this time truly impressed me. And it's when Father... Karis? Uh, no. Wait. What's his name? The young one. Younger one. The young one is Karis. Karis. Yeah. Okay. Father Karis is getting the transferred spirit from her to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he, the way he rears back and he yeah. kind of morphs to have yeah. the face, uh, uh, you know, all the problems with your face yeah. when it happens when you do so, the thing. Yeah, yeah there's that a Bilbo Baggins in Elrond's and uh, yes. Rivendell thing. Yes. Where he briefly yes. gets, yeah. 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 It was he really good. Him, like really intense. Which is a really, yeah. really well done because it, it, the camera doesn't leave his face and it, 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 turns gray and ashen and then back to his his normal color right before he goes out the window and, and it does it from really an well angle done. and at a speed that really has weird momentum it's like this like upward moment or upward yeah. movement of the camera that comes up toward him and then he's got the wherewithal to realize well shit it's in me now i'm jumping man that right. was something that was great did you yeah. did you Jason notice Miller's the performance was amazing in this that's the yeah go ahead we would notice did what? you notice the sped up scenes in the early film uh, Scott? No. no. Yeah, there's there's several shots where uh, Max von Sydow is just he's just going places. He's like in, he's in Mosul. Yeah. He, he's just like walking around Mosul. He walking around out in the desert, mm-hmm. and they they had to speed up the shots because you know he's walking very slowly, and they didn't want you to lose interest. Mm. <laughs> and so you could like kind of you can kind of see it's it's sped up, and it's like uh, oh man, it's, bummer. Yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a funny effect though. Like the, you know, I didn't notice it. it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm I guess I'm glad I didn't notice it because that would take me it, immediately when I see stuff like that. I think I hear the you know the Benny Hill song in my head so i'm glad i'm totally glad i missed it so william I'm freak sure. and the director what about we i know we've seen other shit with him william. in it for the show have we not no, or, we, william have not uh, we didn't see the french connection did we i thought we did no okay. no, no i'm super shocked we haven't watched to live and die in la have we not seen oh that? wow we should watch that because i've never seen it yeah. and i know it's a I know it's supposed to be really good oh uh, yeah i like yeah. i like the wang chung song yeah and we didn't do tells from the crypt <laughs> Um, one episode of the TV series. No, well, he, he directed. Say we did yeah. the movie, but we didn't do. He the directed one a bunch of those. Of from the yeah, game. he only yeah. did the one in '92. But he was, he stayed busy. He record. He he directed something in this year called the Kane Mutiny Court Martial. Uh, right. What is the? Oh, this is that new. Um, holy shit! This is that new uh, Kiefer Sutherland uh, 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 military courtroom deal that's out. Uh, the um, Kane Mutiny show, Court showtime. Marshall. Yeah, Kane Mutiny Court Marshal, yeah. Yeah, Jason Clark, a whole bunch of cool actors. I didn't know he did that. That's cool. So he was, you know, no. this guy was respected, made some great movies. I gotta, yeah, man, I was getting such a Spielberg vibe from this movie off the top. And I'm like, where did they both mm. get their influence for this particular type oh, of Hitchcock. setup? Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, I, I've recently, you know, I recently did, watched a bunch of Hitchcock movies, and, and there's like, right. there's all these things like uh, shooting from outside a window. You have your characters inside a yeah. house or a building or whatever, and you're outside the window, mm. and then the camera pushes through the window. Mm. Like, just yes. like so many things. Yeah, that's interesting. He did the. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the Wang Chung Live and Die. Brian brought that up. Let's see. Where's the one I'm looking for though? Oh, was it Sorcerer? That movie I have a lot but of fun. But this director for. also did uh, some Alfred Hitchcock hours, so maybe he got to work with the great Hitchcock. I wonder. Mm. Hmm. Maybe he. Well, he 
He was happy he hitched his cock to that that day. Yes. Do you guys ever see Sorcerer, the Roy Scheider thing? Uh, That's hard to explain that movie. Four Unfortunate Men. That's great. Four unfortunate men find uh, from different parts of the globe agree to risk their lives transporting gallons of nitroglycerin across the dangerous oh, Latin American I, yes. jungle. That movie's great, oh, that's dude. Huge, yeah, huge influence. I love that love movie. That. Yeah, that's the same director. A couple of years later, but seventy-seven. I know like. that. Wow. Yeah, he's okay. great. Anyway, uh, here's some other trivia. Due to death threats against Linda Blair from religious zealots who believe the film was glorifying well, of Satan. Uh, Warner Brothers yeah. had a bodyguards protector for six months after the movie was released. So good for them, yeah. keeping the girls like, safe. You know, yeah. And of all people to complain against to to death threat, why Linda Blair? Right. Why the, not the director? The why not the writer? Old. Yeah, right. Exactly. Thirteen year old, I can't believe you. There might She's be a, the problem. <laughs> there might there might be a lesson in that about religious zealots and where they place yeah. uh, their where they point their fingers. Hmm. It was her choice to masturbate with a crucifix. Yeah, it's not <laughs> anyone it, else's fault. Oh, that oh, part still, dude. Uh, like, even though the blood looks know, stupid that, now, it's like yeah, that raspberry no, that, blood. That scene is that scene is really hard to watch. That's really rough. Well, and apparently we saw the version where that scene is cut even even more, like than it than you yeah. would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we're not saying that the extra ten minutes is all new or extended footage, right? Because some of it is replacement footage where. You, you know, like instead of seeing a person walking down a street for an hour, you know, you're seeing less of that and more of something where they're talking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like we're we're missing 10 minutes. It's just a different there's a different extra 10 minutes. Sure. Sure. And uh, apparently there's like this whole TV cut, which I just find hysterical. I just <laughs> right. I want to see it so bad yeah. that they edited this totally- film. Yeah, for television. Right. <laughs> yeah, I want to. It's all. That. It's all. Ar- it's an archaeological film, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could you could probably pretty easily do it. Yeah, you I just mean, have to cut a lot of that last twenty minutes out. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. only like whenever Linda Blair is on screen, pretty much anytime she opens her mouth, uh, when she's you just possessed. The, the, yeah, the the, the yeah. her speech and stuff. By the way, that is. That is still some pretty powerful stuff. The sound mixing, sound editing of all of oh, those yeah. so weird voices. Even even the one that Scott played that kind of sounds a little bit like William Hickey. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's right. a little William yeah, Hickey. You asked for it. You got <laughs> This one right here. <laughs> it's very William Hickey. Oh that is William gosh. Hickey right there. Yeah. Uh, say the blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But yeah, the, no, uh, I thought it was really effective too. It's it's funny because there were moments where you were like, oh, that's a little overripe or that's a little too loud or whatever. But for the on the whole, that stuff was still right. just like And she yeah. did a good job of like faking the the, the lip reading and you know mm-hmm. still really yeah. good. You know, I did Yeah, so I'm guessing in situations like that they record her doing the dialogue first, which is probably what freaked Max von Sydow out. But they record her doing the dialogue first and then they have somebody ADR match the the tempo and the cadence and stuff so they can overlay it. Yeah. As opposed Which to is that. really good because I mean, it is a spirit inside of her. So you expect her to be just, cause mm-hmm. he's calling from like, uh, I guess hell. So you might, a little delay is okay. So yeah, it's not a little lag. That's fine. It's like it's discord. Yeah. 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 Totally yeah. normal. Um, yeah. yeah, I was really, that stuff was pretty good. I don't know why he's British. Did they explain that? <laughs> why Pazuzu is British? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because you he's know, over in uh, he's 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 part of the the colonizers, right? He's part of uh, over in Iraq, and where he finally yeah. ended up as uh, maybe he only uses he only uses the King James version of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
That's right. Now it makes sense. That translation would definitely lead to a British Cockney accent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that stuff was really effective. I thought the um, the lighting in the room. Uh, so whoever's in charge of that, I guess that's cinematographer or you know lighting experts, whatever. Unbelievably good. It's it's half the reason the whole set the the whole sequence of events in the in the exorcism part of the movie The Exorcist is so well done. I think is the lighting in there. It just was so good. She would look up at certain angles, and the way shadows were cast on her face made her way more scary. Uh, the head turning around, kind of oh. stupid because we know how fake that is. But well, that room looked good. It was like, stupid and now, also, but man, woo. no, and that and that's my that was my biggest problem with the movie is that supernatural or not. All right, when she gets like. <laughs> <laughs> when she when she finally gets exercised, the demon gets out of her. How is she not like dead from having her esophagus right, wrapped right. around her spine? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah that's that's a little throw, hand wavy. Plus, there's other things like sometimes this creature can do nothing because he's strapped to the bed and she can't move, and all he can do is talk. Sometimes mm-hmm. he can move furniture around and almost crush you with it. Right. Like, right. Which well, that's way? why I asked if he could deface the the statue or did he possess somebody else who went and defaced the statue before he moved on to the, to the attic. Right. <laughs> and these, uh, and this attic. is, this is kind of a fundamental, this is why I always complain about the haunted house movies. This is a haunted person and it's kind of the same yeah. problem. It's like, well, yep. the rules what breaking. are the rules? Establish, I, establish your rules and stick to those rules. Yeah. In, in the first interview with the devil, uh, Karis, uh, asks the devil to prove himself. He asks right. several times, I need you to prove yourself. And the devil's like, no, nah, I'm just, uh, I'm not feeling this vibe right now. Mm. And, and I could die. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was brilliant. That was really, really brilliant because this priest is already having a huge crisis of faith over the fact that his mother's dying is ignominous, ignominious death. And he's going to uh, encounter the actual devil and then the devil's like, <laughs> "I'm gonna just mess with you some more." You know, I, I could break these. I could break these straps. Eh, I just don't want to. But guys, that's the, that's the whole that's the whole deal, right? It's like everything's based on faith, so it's got to be faith based on on the on the good side as well as the bad side, and mm. you can't trust them, even if he told you exactly what you wanted to know is going to be mixed truth in there. I love the Father Karis character, and it's kind of what's pushing me the most to want to read the book because. I want to know if it was Jason Miller's portrayal or if it's the actual character, because I could watch a lot more of this, uh, you know, retired boxer who's getting bullshit guilt from his uncle and his mom is, you know, dying and he's made this choice to live this uh, priestly life. But at what cost? Right. You know, it's, I it's agree. maybe much. the maybe the book's told it. from his perspective. I guess I could find out my looking yeah. it up. But and yeah. every time he's like feeling depressed, he goes like jogging in DC yes. in the winter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, Rocky. Right. Uh let's see. Yeah, Love this it. is it it looks like the book is told primarily, not entirely, but primarily from his perspective. So that mm. could be interesting, Dunaway. Maybe you want to pick yeah. that up. Yeah. Still yeah. out there. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I just can't believe it's this guy's first film. Like he is so good. He he yes. really makes the film. And they went, you know, like Friedkin's a weirdo and he wanted a bunch of like actual priests in this movie, so they cast actual priests as the, you know, the people like the guy you see who discovers the the defiled statue, like mm-hmm. that's an actual priest right. and and so on. And like why would you do and that? They didn't I didn't tell him. I would love yeah, if yeah, you yeah. didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to come in, you're going to see some stuff. We want you to react. That's all I got to do. 
Yeah, and of oh. course, they, by the way, they shot two completely different defiled statues, so they could have one that was terribly gross for the R-rated version, and one that was going to say something TV worse friendly. than what we saw. <laughs> no, so they, they shot a TV-friendly one, and apparently, uh, it's not even a little bit scary. It's just like, oh, is it just the is it just the boobs? I think uh, the boobs were kind of like, uh, but then when you stick the, I was like, ah, uh, okay. Mm. No, the the TV version, he sees a statue that's just got a little red paint on it. It's not a problem for anything. Because <laughs> those, bo- those pointy... probably was well overplayed in that version of it then. Yeah, and those pointy oh. blood-tipped boobs, dude. They look like they yeah. got someone yeah. in the face or Jeez. killed other people on their way in or something. Nasty. <laughs> Um, that almost, that almost ruin, ruin you for boobs. Yeah, no, I need boobs. I need boobs. <laughs> Um, this, this is interesting because that Jason Miller guy, I agree, really killer performance, amazing first role, you know, all that stuff. But he never really yeah. went on to anything amazing. Like no, he's mostly he known for Rudy. I couldn't Rudy. believe it. He's, yeah. Maybe it's because he's so genuine. He's such a genuine person. We weren't looking for genuine characters. Died, died a little movie. young. 62 is all. Passed away in 01. That's a little yeah. young. It's about yeah, my dad's age. He apparently died of a heart attack, which, hmm. That's going to happen. It was a delayed heart attack. He actually had it on the set. Yeah, but it didn't yeah. Really it just took him. a while to actually take. manifest. Yeah, yeah. I could see yeah. that. Um, he's also he shows up again in Exorcist Three as uh, not this character. He is he is ex, he's Patient X in Exorcist Three in 1990. Oh, yeah. Patient X, idea. really? And Exorcist Patient. Three has a decent review score. I wonder if that one's worth looking at. George C. Scott's I think that's supposed in to be it. The, I think that's supposed to be a good one. It's different, but I think it's supposed to be a good one. I haven't seen it. Brad Dorif. Oh, hey, we just did Brad Dorif. He's in that. Yeah. He's yeah. Chucky. Chucky was in it. An actor Chucky named a, an actor named Ed Flanders. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> poor, uh, poor now. Yeah. Yeah. Poor now. And then the dude from uh, Walking Dead, that Scott Wilson guy that that was. Oh yeah. He was always in the news for drunk driving on the set or something. Oh yeah. He died too, but. Man, everyone's dead. But that's the other thing this movie had with it. It had this weird thing around it that everyone, it's a curse. If you're in that movie, you're cursed. And now we can look at it from all these years later, 50 years later. Not really. Max von Sydow lived a long-ass time. He's in his 90s. He was old as dirt. Now, some people died a little young, but it's also the 70s. They were all drinking and smoking themselves to death. And I don't know, you know, this Irish actor guy. This was a a dangerous uh, film. To make, I mean, they're doing desert things. They're doing other actors in refrigerated areas. They're doing a bunch of stunts. Is it a dangerous movie to make? So of course people got hurt and killed, and and it just that's just must make must making movies, right? Well, making yeah. movies sometimes is dangerous. But look, Ellen Burstyn still doing great. Mark Max von Sydow doing great. Well, he's dead now, but he was in his nineties. Right. <laughs> uh, had a well, big still- long life. Yeah, Linda Blair still out there, still rocking it. Uh, and most of the other actors, these these ideas that we were planted into our kids that if you were in a movie about a scary thing, or if it was like yeah. somehow religious, ours connected. Was, yeah, was, I hate that. Poltergeist, right? That was no poltergeist for me. Same thing. Poltergeist okay. had the same thing because the little girl died, and everyone thought, "Oh, yeah. that's part of the curse." And it's, it's like you guys yeah. made up a curse for right. one total uncircumstantial really death. I can't remember now. I've I've heard it so many times. She died. Yeah, I'm not sure. She, she really died. Away. Oh yeah, the little girl in there. Yeah. She so had, a she fact. had, she You're had, a, it's a fact. yeah, but not caused by the movie. She had a, she had a childhood disease that, that took her at age wrong. 12 or something. She was killed when she was 22 by her ex-boyfriend. No, wrong. <laughs> That's not her. That's somebody else. <laughs> but the point, yeah, my point the, is, the sister, yeah. I'm just mad at a whole generation of parents for being such paranoid oh, weenie heads. Disorders. 
That's what right. pisses me off. Like, are you all, they were all, all these guys, all these people in their 30s to 40s who are our parents, our parents' friends, local neighbors, whatever. And your, your, your experience may vary depending on what part of the country or the world you lived in. But they were all just right. so, oh, I hear that there's razor blades in this year's candy bars. Or I hear <laughs> that you can't ever have Tylenol again because now it's, you know, like they were so paranoid. What was wrong with our parents' generation? Bunch of paranoid. I, I don't know, paranoid. Like, we need we need to talk a little bit about Ellen Burstyn. She is eighty nine. She's going to be ninety in a month, and she's got two upcoming films right now. Oh yeah, wow! She's busy. Wow, she's got shit going on. I have no films coming, and I'm not even ninety. Wow, she, she looks fantastic, by the way, for her age. Absolutely perfect performance by her. Except I don't love how the script treats her character. I I really like how she interprets the character. Like she's she's properly you know like freaked out she gets mad at at the right levels you know mm-hmm. like she's there's an, an increase a staircase of her right. anger and like when she when she eventually blows up on the scientists that's like a really cool scene and ellen yeah. burston is amazing in this i just yeah. oh man this script has her like off walking around town while her child is tied up to a bed and that no i'm sorry i don't i don't think that's a good depiction of a mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> that, you just was, go well, shopping. Yeah, but it was yeah. she was she was a actress. She was well off. She had yeah. a bunch of servants. It makes sense that she was a little disconnected, kind of uh, you know, from her daughter, <laughs> mm-hmm. but super also somewhat yeah. right, super hands off. So it's it's it, it kind of worked for the character I mean, she's, for me. You know, her daughter is upstairs. The bed's shaking. Her daughter's head spin around, spewing uh, green apple gogurt, and she's downstairs right. ironing the priest's shirt on a ta- well, on a because, desk. That's by the way, her daughter just puked. Her daughter just puked on the priest's shirt. Yeah, but uh, why iron it? Why yeah, iron why are it? you ironing it? Not only why are you ironing it, why are you ironing things on a desk? It it's a desk, it Brian. Seventy three. No, it we was a desk. Iron. Nobody ironed their material. clothes on a desk. Nobody pulled out clothes and put them on a desk and ironed them. That's weird. But she's out she walking did. around smoking cigarettes, walking on the bridge while all this stuff is going on too. And she bumps into the 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 priest shrink. It, it felt prink. It felt authentic to me. <laughs> Wait, oh what do you do? Gosh, I mean, if you've prank. ever been in that situation, it's like she's almost like her daughter's got a terminal illness. It's like, you know, I mean it's it's but the problem is she doesn't know what it is. It's and and yeah. it's a little bit more immediate than, well, yeah, she's got terminal for stage four cancer or something it's like no she's right the bed is flying off of the floor and she's <laughs> yeah that's a very different scenario also when she comes in downstairs to the party and pees on the floor was she possessed then because they didn't really yeah, yes. make that clear oh, absolutely. She was? Okay. Yes, absolutely all right because she didn't have the voice and she just stared off and said you're all gonna die or whatever and then well, she it takes time it takes time yeah. for the you know the the demons to to take full control, they get it. <laughs> I just I, great if you want to have the hickey voice for that one. Though. Yeah, get it done. I just want to say, and it, it sounds like it agrees with me that this is a screenwriter's idea of what is cool. Like you, you don't like a wom- a woman who just hangs out right outside the bedroom the entire movie is not that interesting. Mm. A, a woman who is racked with fear and guilt and pacing down the street smoking a cigarette is much more interesting to look at and think about it's just like there's a point where i'm like oh i i don't it's making me not like her you know and i guess and that's yeah. fine too that's totally fine too mm-hmm. I, it's just it's just i noticed you know i didn't i didn't think we were supposed to like her i thought that was the point 
Um, uh, well, she's, she's definitely our victim number one. The mom is, you know, like yeah. the primary sufferer outside of the p- possessed, yeah. right? I, I think we're supposed to right. feel for her. And, and, and I may have been know. reading a little bit too much into it because some of it's like, some of it's kind of like making you question, is she being punished? Because she got a divorce and that kind of stuff, you know, and it's like, because we do a lot of these religious ideas. So I wasn't sure if that was how intentional it was. So I couldn't figure out if I was supposed to. Mm. Oh, I, I, think feel, I, I think didn't that's know right how on. I was supposed to about the character. Well, for a hot yeah, minute, they wanted right you on. to think she was harboring an, uh, a, a Nazi as a, as a house. Uh, I love that when he goes off, when uh, Burke Dennings goes off on the Nazi, he's such a fun character. He's such a fun party guy. <laughs> I don't know if accused because I don't know if that dude was really a Nazi or not. So it felt like I, I felt bad for that guy, but then it went nowhere. That was a weird storyline. It was a weird the chick in the thing. bucket. Very- the chick in the bucket is the crucifix under the pillow. Like no, yeah, we're never yeah. told what yeah. the hell oh, Do, we just. The, I thought the the babysitter the you know the no. um, the younger she no, never she admitted denied to it. it. Okay. She denied, she denied it. it. Everybody denied it. Yeah. And then yeah. we just put it down. We put the crucifix down, and then that's it. We never come back to it. It's not a thing anymore. Well, I ain't nope. using that thing ever again. We're done with that one. That crucifix can go. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> this crucifix is all used that cru- up. That crucifix <laughs> is seen. It's been places. It's been <laughs> places that we don't want to go. So throw it away. That's what I say. I forgot well, Ellen Burstyn was the, was the old drug addict in Requiem for a Dream, by the way. I totally forgot that was her. Oh, yeah. You remember that? She was the, they had the four stories or whatever, and she was the old lady in the hospital that needed more uh, opiates and stuff. She's amazing in that. I mean, yeah. everyone's good in that, but yeah. also it's terrifying and horrible. That movie. I forgot so much. Well, I not forgot about that movie. I think I, I have purposefully forgot a lot about that movie. <laughs> that's that's one that was, is hard to shake as an adult. It is. Yeah, it really yeah, is. It's, really, really it's like, I remember enough and I remember, yeah, I don't want to ever see that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I'll, I definitely felt that. I'll tell you who I enjoyed, though, is Lieutenant Kenderman. Um the 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 investigator he's he's like he's there oh, oh, sure. he's oh my god i yeah. i laughed out loud when he was when he was in the door crack when she wouldn't quite let him yeah. in right she opened the door open. with the the little lock yeah. thing on it the chain yeah <laughs> that's lee A, another, j cobb right yeah that guy's based. great yeah yeah, yeah another great major well. character that could have been fleshed out more could have been given more to do in the end mm-hmm. like this this could have been a two and a half hour long movie and we could have followed a lot of his like questioning and consternation around mm-hmm. what he's witnessing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right he died by the way right after this as well a couple of years after um but he was it's in the curse it's he was the curse. <laughs> he was in some stuff though man gun smoke um a whole bunch of old western yeah. stuff he's he's great I freaking like that guy Let's of course, this, mate. You're, you're, if you saw this with your grandpa he'd probably been pointing the screen going ah, ah it's the guy yeah. it's the guy's that show <laughs> yeah Probably and, right, and his uh, Lee Lee J Cobb's IMDb photo makes him look like a stand-in for Gene Hackman. Yeah, he does quite a bit. Oh, I think I it's from this that. movie. That's a good call. I'm pretty sure that's from yeah. this film. He was also it he was also in French movie. Connection, so maybe there was something there. But he was in Twelve Twelve Angry Men. Twelve he was one of the maybe? more memorable characters in Twelve Angry Men. It's fantastic. Oh, is there, are they connected? Because uh, our director directed uh, one of the Twelve Angry Men. Uh, the TV adaptation in twenty seven yeah. or twenty or ninety seven ninety seven. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He directed that. So I don't think there's a connection, but it just shows you how small Hollywood is, I guess. It's not a French connection. No, it's definitely not it, a French connection. It made me smile that this film is so, uh, I don't want to say slow or plodding, but it's very methodical. Mm. It moves at a, at a very particular pace and it never speeds up. 
And Lieutenant Kinderman is the best example of this for me. He has no urgency whatsoever to figure out whether or not Burke uh, committed yeah. suicide or was killed or yeah. what. He is just like, I, I just like to come to your, uh, your, your college and talk, man. Can we just talk? Yeah. I want to be your friend. I would yeah. love you need to, a friend. He, he actually says right. that. Like, do you need yeah. a friend? Here? Yeah. Mm. I actually was loving that. I was like, oh, is there going to be some kind of romantic thing here? Just a, maybe a little bit, just a little touch maybe, but no, nothing. Mm. But yeah. I, I did dig his character. He was hilarious. Yeah. Like you I, said, he, he wouldn't hurry up. I thought the Jason Miller character and Ellen Burson's character were going to have some sort of weird tension they like didn't go there. I'm glad they didn't. Uh, thing, yeah. I'm glad they didn't too. I just, I, I just thought that we were headed there Sometimes. because there was so much of this I forgot. Like I don't remember. Well, one thing I don't remember for sure is this Robert Robert Simons. You guys know this actor. If you click on his thing, you'll see his face and go, "Oh shit, yeah, that dude's in like too many things. He's in Catch Me If You Can, uh, Primary Colors, uh, Alias." Uh, he's just a famous looking actor. I think he was on Seinfeld in the episode. He's one of our Star Trek connections. Quantum Leap. Anyway. This guy was just the psychiatrist for a very small part of this thing, and he's so young in it, completely threw me off uh, seeing this guy. But now he's like he's he always played it like a um, army guy, like a colonel. In fact, I think he, I think the photo, oh there it is. Okay, his IMDb photo is him on Mash. Oh really? Uh, you'll know this guy, Bibbit, Robert Simons. Click him. That dude sitting there drinking, he's the one that wouldn't let um, Winchester go back home. Uh, he's the Winchester. Oh, uh, sure. The Winchester, you're stuck here. Sorry, Winchester. I, I can't help you, guy. Um, anyway, I don't know why I'm bringing him up, except I really like that actor. <laughs> I don't know, but if you look at the IMDb photo right next to it, they're playing one of his hot hit movies. What the hell is this from? Because... I am loving it. There's some kind of Nazi robot looking thing. Right. Yeah. VR. It looks like a, like a transformer what with uh, the yeah. hell is this? I don't Mandroid, know. Mandroid apparently is the movie from is 93. That Mandroid? That's Mandroid. Jeez, that is so cool. It's like Dark Man meets Lawnmower Man. Meets we should see Mandroid. We should see we Mandroid. We need to see Mandroid. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know. That sounds terrible. Let's do it. It does. Uh, is he I, a man or is he an android? I, I have a tie Maybe for both. favorite IMDb photo: Tito Vandis or uh, Valisky Malarios. Who, <laughs> one of these two? Because the you're, the, you're the ladies' names now. the it's ladies' like photo the ladies' photo is just her on the bed in the movie. It's when she he looks at the bed and sees his mom instead of the kid for a oh, brief yeah. second. Yeah. They just use that for her photo. And then Tito Vandis, he's just stoked. Look at him. She also died in 73. She died a month after uh, the, the director did. Oh, my uh, gosh. February 9th. So. Oh, wow. This is her only credit. That's wild, dude. Look at that. That's all she ever did? Oh, yeah. Was she anyone's? Maybe she's family or something. She was good. Maybe she was family. <laughs> I thought she was good in it. Like, the, uh... it's surprising to me. She only ever acted once. She was because I read so much of the trivia, I know that Eileen Dietz was the uh, the stand-in for Linda Blair on anything that was like super rough, and uh, there was a lot of controversy after this film came out because uh, there had been so much work to film so much Eileen Dietz, and then she ends up only being in twenty seconds of the film because it was those were the like the key critical X-rated things. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, Eileen Dietz was uh, 27 when they made this movie, right? So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. she was cast because she had 
the ability to sort of look a little bit like Linda Blair. She was short and small. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, the Eileen Dietz uh, IMDb photo is one of the worst we've ever seen. Like Mm. one of the worst I like concepts for a photo. Yeah. What's it doing there? Why, why did somebody do this? (laughs) And then, and then right below it, there are so many photos of Eileen Dietz in her photos folder. And some of them are really good. She's still working. She's great. She's still why working. Does, She's still doing why does her thing? primary IMDb photo, <laughs> it's basically just, I don't know, it's this blurry set shot. It's bizarre. I like uh, stuff like that. I think that we should have a new segment on the show. We do bring it up all the time. We should have like an official segment about IMDb photos and why they did, why they chose yeah. so poorly. Yeah. Because we're IMDb WTF. Why, Let's do it. And why can't they all be like Brad Dourif? Yeah, right? Oh man, his well, is you great. can't all be Brad Dorf. No, I mean, come on. I've tried. It's not possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, this was the first horror movie nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. First time ever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't win, but uh, didn't win. I wonder what lost. Do you do, does it show what it lost to? I guess I can look that up real quick. Uh, let's see. I, I guess 19. I could do my own Google search. Fine. I could. Yeah, I could and will. Best <laughs> picture. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like it went to oh no the seventy three awards have been for the previous to, year right so it'd be yeah, seventy four it would be the, the seventy four uh, Oscars or Olympics it went to the Sting <laughs> oh really okay oh the Sting good and yeah. Uh, yeah. the other nominees were American Graffiti A Touch of Class and Cries and Whispers mm. wow and The Exorcist of course it just won for screen play screenplay or screen play screen play perfect I love it. which happened a lot on screen yeah. um and uh, best sound which absolutely uh deserved it yeah the sound was real yeah. good even though there's some 70 why is my alexa playing things alexa stop but it, it, uh, also it definitely uh, it definitely was supposed to be loud to uh to to scare the shit out of you yes yeah, success oh yeah and it did it um yeah. linda blair got so golden globes did a lot better at one best motion picture drama mm. linda blair won best supporting actress mm-hmm. um friedkin got supporting. best director and uh yeah yeah i don't know how you determine close call yeah, exactly. And best screenplay again for uh, William Peter Blatty. I, I want to bring you back to the Oscars, though, because this is the sure. this was one of the most controversial things ever at the Oscars. The best supporting actress Oscar. The nominees were Candy Clark for American Graffiti, Madeline Kahn for Paper Moon, Sylvia Sidney for two movies. Uh, I'm sorry for. <laughs> this isn't two movies. This is a movie that has two names: Summer Wishes, Winter Dreams, no. and then Linda Blair is nominated for Best Actress in Supporting Role and loses to ten-year-old Tatum O'Neill. Oh, what? Mother of Moon. God! What? Yeah, yeah. Wow! Like, just imagine being Linda Blair's mom <laughs> and being like, I, you know, like you've gone through all of this to get your daughter. You think to this soccer point. moms are bad? Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. And they give it to the girl who's technically older, but barely. That's amazing. How old is this girl anyway at this time? How old is Linda Blair when she makes Linda this? Blair she's is 12. thirteen. Oh, she's older she's than ten, younger, right? right? Twelve. She was. She yeah. was twelve when they were making the movie. Okay. And uh, there's some there's some trivia that I just don't even want to get into because. Uh, Friedkin claims she was very, very precocious, and I think he, I think he spoke out of school and and should have kept his mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, can I give you? Can I give you my favorite piece of trivia? Oh sure, Please. sure. This is this is just a tiny bit long, but I just I copied this because I thought it was very, very interesting. So uh, Max von Sydow's father Marin 
was based on a real life Jesuit paleontologist who was named uh, Father de Chardin. And uh, so Sidow's character in old old age makeup was meant to bear a physical resemblance to this guy. Mm. And uh, his, you know, philosophical ideas are in the book. Like <coughs> this father de Chardin was the source of this character. Mm. And uh, he was also among the real life discoverers of Peking man fossils and his philosophical ideas, which were controversial within the church and considered to be even heretical, have been quoted later by popes. There are actual popes, Pope Benedict and Pope Francis, both have said they thought that this real life priest was on the right track. Really? And yeah. And so uh, he, uh, you know, like there was like some, some uh, came full circle. This thing, like in the Catholic church, when this movie was coming out, the character was reviled. And then the Catholic church itself later uh, came around right. and was like, you well, know the what? movie did pretty good. Maybe we should change our minds. What do you think? <laughs> I, yeah, let's do it. Mm, yeah. Mm, I can see that. And that annoys me. I hate that. <laughs> it does. Cause it's just, again, it's the mixing of these cultures for people want to f- scare each other. I freaking hate it. Yeah. There's, there's trivia about the Catholic church going into parishes and telling the parishioners you're not allowed to see this movie. Yeah. And I, you could put some scrutiny on that. I think I, 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 I think it depends on where you were there. I'm sure there was some of that. I'm sure it's overblown though. Like whatever they, they you know how you got a bunch of, you know how you get a bunch of teenagers to see a movie that's supposedly forbidden. You tell them it's forbidden and then they go. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Don't go see this. It worked every time. We how must. did I get to, why did I see Robocop when I did forbidden? Why did I see, uh, Oh, I can't think of it. Porky's forbidden, right? Yeah, alien, aliens uh, well, I, for me was forbidden. No, what, Same, aliens no as one well. Specifically, no one specifically said it's forbidden with Porky's for me, but uh, I knew. It was implied. Yeah. Yeah. You know where that shower <laughs> hole was looking, and you know there was somebody in there. <laughs> yeah. You knew what was up. Oh, I shouldn't be watching this. No one told me not to, but. Yeah, I should not. Um, also, my memory was that she barfed on ba- Von Sydow and not the other dude with the green. But, oh, when, she was but then she horked like a yellow booger in Von Sydow's eyes. Oh, yeah. That was gross. Was Didn't a, see that. Coming. She was a mucus mucus making machine. So I was curious about that. I was like, I was, I was looking way too deep thinking about, you know, the biles and the humor. I was thinking about all kinds of stuff. I'm like, shut up, Brad. Just watch the movie. Yeah, just watch the movie and enjoy. Pizza. Yeah. What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh gross though and i will i it's not it didn't make my list of what grossed me out the most um because yeah. actually did i do anything let me see if oh, i did oh i, I did it was I it was guess. such a Okay, give me your guess. Uh, you know what? Let's gross. do it. Gross. What do you, Brian guess, and then other Brian guess, and we'll guess. It's uh, that that uh, all the. I'm sure that ring doesn't get uh, cleaned before everybody kisses the ring of the, uh, the cardinal. <laughs> Top three, but did not quite crack number one. But you're you're in there. I hate that the ring kissing. I hate it for yeah, a lot of reasons, right. but that's one of them. It's just not clean. Uh, Dunaway guesses what grossed me out. That's uh, a good. Oh man, it's it's so hard. I. I don't know because the lesions are so easy to say. Oh, it's got to be the cuts and stuff, and the oozing yeah. and the, all that stuff. Yeah. Can, it's all uh, effects. So can I have? Yeah. Can I have yeah, when they uh, when they put a line into her jugular and the squirt the doctor? Yeah, the doctor ha- is getting her blood all over his hands. Yeah, it's that like, was gnarly. Yeah. I didn't like that either. That's top three, top four, maybe. Is it? Is it the? Is it the desert booze? 
Nope, no, de- no desert booze. <laughs> desert booze. That didn't gross me out because I who knows what's in there. Um, I'll just tell you, it's just her peeing on the floor. It's all implied. It's oh, probably yeah. not. They didn't ask Linda Blair to really pee on the floor, but man, something about they- that moment and all those people in there, and they're dressed to the nines, staring at this poor girl who can't help but be there and pee on their floor. I just, that's I felt hard. so sorry for the maid. She's on oh, her gosh. hands and oh, knees. Yeah. Right? She goes, they're coming out. She goes, I think it is coming out. I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, how do you tell? It's not like it stains it. It's not like, you know, she's going to keep smelling it to see if she smells pee over the. the Wait, let me see. Let me see. Yes, it's still there. It's still there. And where's Carl? Yeah, where's Where's Carl? Where's Carl the Nazi? (laughs) He's up in the attic. uh, More traps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I just, you know, there are worse things, but peeing on the. All, the combination of the, the, the context around her peeing on the floor, really, sure. that bothered me. I didn't like any of that. Yeah. It's not just about the pee. She got a bubble bath out of it, though, so, you know, that's something. <laughs> that is that is something. You're right. It would be the last bath she'd see for a while. Uh, yeah. And things would get real gross before she would ever get a bath again. I do. I'm kind of with it, though. Like, it's you really do have to park your brain to think that after these possessions, and they even did it a little bit with, um, what's her name in... Uh, the conjuring um uh lily taylor yeah Yeah. where her face changed like her features change yeah she's all cleaned up and looks (laughs) it looks just fine afterwards yeah i guess we're supposed to just assume well that's just how that would work but it seems like you would be left in a bit of a medical mess if this happened to you and if this was real but it's all bullshit so who cares you just make it up that's what you do. Every, every time somebody comes to me and says, oh, no, possessions are real. I'm like, when, where, what? Show me one. Well, there's this story. And I have to walk away. I can't talk to these people. <laughs> I love you take out your taboo buzzer from the board game. Yeah. <laughs> Just play it right in their face. Shove it up in their face. Oh, right. dude, I used to love that buzzer. I used to drive my kids crazy with that thing. Oh, yeah. That thing definitely never went back in the box afterwards. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> a, it becomes a life accessory, not just a, a board game accessory. Do you know how joyful it makes me feel to know that I that was not just my experience? Yeah. Not just you, man. I love All that. All dads around the world. Yeah. yeah. There's something about I the tone. Get it out, use it for the cat when she uh, yeah. scratches yeah. on the couch or something. It's got an amazing tone mm-hmm. to it that sets it, it apart. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's see. What else did I write here? Oh. I wrote here, because this is kind of a joke, but my chick in the bucket was almost Max von Sydow because that guy was barely in this movie. And I only think of him yeah. in this movie. So there's the girl, and she's spewing uh, soup, and then there's him, and that's the movie. But when I watch it, yeah. I'm like, no, wait a minute. He was here for five minutes, gone forever. Yeah. And two and a half died hours later, he's screen. back. Yeah, died. Yeah. Like, what? How is he even in two? What does he do in there? I don't know. I'm going to find out right now. Let's see what that tells <laughs> <him> too. Because <laughs> if he's back as himself again, like if they revive him, no sale. Right. He comes yeah, back no. as, a, as a forced ghost. As a forced he, he ghost? He gets to possess somebody now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. 70 Exorcist 3. Where is it? Oh, shit. 2 is what I'm looking for. Um, yeah, Providence. Uh, now I can't find it. Oh, maybe he didn't come back. Well, I'll have ascribed a thing to him to eat and do. Never mind. Right. He's not in 3. like... Well, it could be like three could have used uh, previously on The Exorcist. Like, you know how they sometimes yeah, yeah. in the opening credits give you like the history. Yeah. Oh, 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 like Man. flashback stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when you see the um, uh, uh, the Conjuring and or no, not the Conjuring, but like a Conjuring spinoff. And they always give 
those two main actors, Ed and right. Cheryl or whatever her name is, um, they always get credit, even though they're like maybe in the yeah, credits. They may not or be in the film at all or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I they, mean, even if their even if their picture is on a photo on the dresser, so they guess sometimes they have to give credit. I think because George Clooney never physically appeared in Ocean's Eight, but he's in the credits because you see a photo of him, right? Right, and she's a supposedly on the phone with him at one point, but you don't hear right. the side of it or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, oh, I wrote, I don't think I'm supposed to laugh at the part where he tried to revive the priest when he walked in there and found Oh, him man, dead. he was going, oh, he was doing, that's not how the, you do CPR, chest but yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. I feel yeah. like that was just ensuring he died. It didn't. It wasn't. Right, about, yeah. It wasn't about reviving yeah, he, him. He listens. <laughs> he listens now. to. He listens to the chest, and he's like, "Oh, I think there's still a heartbeat. I'm gonna put a stop to that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pound this with all my might, and uh, he will not come back after that. Work. No, uh, I, he should just him down the steps. And yeah, then, right. And then that that shot, those shots of him falling down the steps, very effective. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, extremely oh, ser- gosh, scary yeah. and violent. The crunching and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all that found stuff. Found it. Well, you found it. He was, uh, Sidow was in two. He comes back as an overlay during an interview. An, an overlay. overlay. Oh, like on a TV somewhere yeah. in a room. Okay. No, no. He's like a transparency. Apparently, the they're, I guess he is either, I don't know. What's the <laughs> he is Force Ghost, basically. Yeah. He is a Force Ghost. Like I said, he's a Force <laughs> Ghost. Yeah. What the frick? Is that real? Yeah. Go to like two minutes. That we'll sounds awful. Yeah two minutes that clip i post in there if you go to about two minutes you'll see they're doing a, a electric shock therapy kind of thing um i don't clip. see Bring i just back. have just watches at the trailer i'm looking for yeah yeah well yeah i sent that yeah you're watching x extras to the heretic no oh, that's the next one. Oh, all i have is just oh, a just watch i just link. posted in the wrong <laughs> I guess my Sunday race day people are probably questioning why I sent that. Yeah. I'm going to post it in the right channel. Oh, there this it is. Time. There it is. Okay. Yeah, there you go. see if I can see this. Yeah. All right. So he's about how about far in, did you say? About two minutes and five seconds or so. All right. Around there. I'll, see. I'll even play some audio of, here. Uh, okay. two, in and out. So we'll start at 157. Here we go. Here's that some, must be the mom. Yeah. Wait, we need some audio. Oh. Oh, it's overlaid on top of his. Yeah, Linda Blair is there as both of ourselves. Did he come back they're as gra- to film this? Boobs. Like, oh, weird. It's hard to say. It looks like you might. Oh, this looks terrible, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. We I'm have down. to watch this. Yeah, they're it looks like we the do. Heart out. Yeah. Kalima pulling the heart out of there. Yeah, love it. This is some bullshit. We got to watch that. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> You got it. Well, there he is. I've already got next. Close. Oh, they're showing how he died. They're actually showing how he died. How he how he got the heart attack. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Story resolution. He she did it. She reached into his chest and stopped his heart. Oh, it's like Mr. Sidow, Can you come here after lunch for just ten minutes? We need to film a little bit. Ten minutes. Of we just need ten minutes. I will do that. He'll Have you heard of a say. forest ghost? No. Too soon. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. All right. Um, suddenly two is on my radar. I, I kind of want to yeah. see how that, how bad that is. Uh, all right. You guys got anything else before we hit, head to clip town? <laughs> oh God. I just transfixed by this trailer. I can close it up, turning it off. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I just want to say so again, we could spend 10 hours going over all of the trivia yeah. and the oral history of the making of this movie. And I, 
I don't feel like it really deserves it. I, I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we watched mm-hmm. it. I was entertained. I will see it again sometime, 10 years from now. But it is just obscene how much people have written and said about this movie. Yeah, it has a it has a reputation that far precedes its actual uh, mm-hmm. status, I think. Like, in, I, I think it's really well made, especially for the time. Totally holds up. Ages well. All those things are true. But I've seen movies that scare me way more than this. Like, freaking Hereditary scares me more than this. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, Midsummer scared me more than this, or maybe at least more uncomfortable than this did. So I, I, I don't know that it deserves. It's like it's one of the scary. Maybe it's maybe you could say it has a place in history as one of the scariest movies. Ever. Absolutely, a place in history yeah. for what was to come. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. and I think a lot yeah. of stuff came. You were talking before about the director, not director's cut, but the bonus edition, deluxe edition has the her crawling around on all fours backwards and stuff like a spider. Mm-hmm. Um, t- even though that's not in the theatrical, enough people have seen that. I've seen that redone now in like twenty horror movies. Yeah, right. And so, yeah. and after watching, like I had it uh, on in the background when we were talking about it, pulled it up and just watched the video because I also posted the the reflection of uh, Pazuzu in the stove. But uh, it's a <laughs> little it, glad it, they cut it. Yeah, you know what? Seeing it now, it is terrible because she's she's yeah. clearly on wires. There are some points that her arms and legs don't even make contact with the stairs, and then and then seeing the <laughs> the tongue thing again I, at the end is like, okay, yeah, maybe that yeah. maybe it's good that they cut that. It, it, and plus, it, it it mentally changes my attitude about this isolation that she's right. involved. That she's in, always she's in, in the, the room. Yeah, yeah. And this takes her out of that, and it. like, oh, is she just walking around now. Okay, what's the deal? Yeah. Oh, that flash of the demon face is kind of effective, though. It is. Yeah, it is. That gave me the will. <laughs> Although the makeup now kind of reminds me of when uh, Billy Zabka is chasing Daniel San <laughs> in uh, Karate Kid, and uh, they're all painted up to look like I skulls. Can see it. <laughs> it's yeah, they look like a Warriors theme gang in that, in that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. That's amazing. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right. Well, let's drive this truck into the clip town. All right. That's how that's 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 a transition for you. Let's get some clips going. So I've got a a number of them here. We're going to begin with this one, which is some music that still still holds up. This is uh, this is as famous, I think, or maybe even more famous than even like the Michael Myers theme. And it's very similar, actually. So clearly from the same era. But here you go. I guess it's similar because the piano, but. That, that still gets under my skin. 
Yeah, yep. that's uh, Mike Oldfield and. Um, my mom actually had this album and it freaked me out. Um, it's basically so. <laughs> one song on side A, one song on side B that takes up the entire side, like a you know, 24 minute song on right. each side. And the the side uh this this song, I mean you only hear obviously a fraction of it in the movie, but it goes into some even darker places that that freak me out. Really? So I mean if you're if you like the if you like that, go into uh, your streaming service of I'm, choice and listen to. I'm uh, glad you brought it up because I yeah. wrote down why is there only 30 minutes, uh, 30 seconds of this incredible music in this movie? They use it twice. It's yeah. barely there. Yeah. Where, where, where is the music? I need the music. I mean, I need. I, I, I guess I expected more. I also appreciate the movie doesn't use like during the possession stuff. They they it. keep it quiet in there, and yeah. that makes it scarier. And so I think that's a real tool, but. But yeah, it's an amazing score. I mean, the majority of the movie doesn't have any any uh, backing music to backing music to, which yeah. is really surprising. And that in yeah. itself is so dis- disconcerting. It's just mm-hmm. when you it. get a, a you I know, love the pacing. Yeah. I love the 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 airy night. This the, this movie just takes time to breathe. It's like you know Agreed. what? Yeah, we're gonna breathe. Yep, we're breathing. Everybody breathe. We're breathing. Deal here's with it. Uh, here's bursting bursting at the seams. Ha. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, circuit's my ass. He doesn't give a shit. Whoa, circuit's my ass. He doesn't give a wow. shit. Yeah, she's talking about Carl. Number five is alive. <laughs> <laughs> always, yell, always yelling for Carl. All right, two yeah. week, uh, two weeks now. What? Oh, two weeks in a row we've done film sacks with scary phones. Here's number two. There you go. There's ringing it out of nowhere. So loud. Yeah. Every so loud. phone yeah. in that house is cranked up to the maximum. Yeah. Like, I spent the yeah. whole movie camping on top of my remote control. I took the volume up. I took the volume down. I took the volume up. And so many times I was mm. like, ah, they're not going to do anything loud. I'll, I'll have the volume I, up right now. And boom, yep. the phone rang and shook me off the couch. Yep. Yep. I watched this on my um, MetaQuest 3. Did pure, you really? Holy isolation. shit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just okay. watch it. It's like flat not... screen inside the space. It's not like you were, it's not a 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Degree. I had, had the tra- I had the transparency on. Come yeah. on. I am definitely looking around me. The pass-through was definitely on because there's no way I was not going to see what yeah, was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People could but, yeah. come up and tap you on the shoulder and just make <laughs> Brian. <you> poop <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of would be worth it, actually. Slam your head against the right. wall and there goes your quest three. <laughs> um... I gotta get one of those. All right. I'm also jealous that you have a Quest Three. <laughs> I know. Same. Oh yeah, better. Yeah. I'm seeing okay. some really cool better. shit come out of that thing, and I'm bugged. I want to get one now. Uh, all right. Something about the bed shaking. You got the shakes. My bed was shaking. Yeah. Yeah. I could have used that for an Ibit prom date thing, but I didn't. <laughs> I got more. I got one later. Don't worry. But don't come a knocking. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how it goes. Uh, something about a private hospital. Like what? Private hospital? Oh, private hospital? Was that a clip from uh, Gilligan's Island or from The Exorcist? <laughs> I know, too. right? <laughs> if yeah, I don't let it go wrong. a little longer, you expect like a laugh track or something. Uh, yeah. But it was, he was also 80 yard to hell and back. So whatever he was doing, let's see, where is it again? The whole no, that's not it. Like what? Private hospital? Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a private hospital. Oh. 80 yard from Hogan's Heroes. Big time. Yeah. Um, okay, here's a Ibit prom date thing I got. Yay. Um, okay. This is your date describing her, her time with you. Okay, so this is her okay. post date saying, "Well, this is this is what I, this you know, is, this is." She's recapping the date exactly. So, so here's a friend, a hand, okay. all hands on sort of retelling of how it went. Here, here's how it went. The whole bed was thumping and rising off the floor and shaking the whole thing with me on it. 
Oh my gosh, dude. Uh-huh. The whole thing? Yeah. yeah. It was the whole thing with me on <laughs> The whole it. thing. The, whole thing. The, bed's gonna, the bed's gonna laugh at you. gonna laugh at you. Oh my gosh. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> They're all gonna laugh at you. All right. Moving wow, on. Spot on. <laughs> uh, nice nice quick find on that. Yeah, I keep that one you, handy because wow. that's a good one. We never we never want that one to go to waste, just in case. Um, all right, here's a terrible noise. I hate it so much. I'm playing it. Here we go. New doctor. Get out of that hospital. Uh, no yeah. kidding. That no, MRI machine from hell. No. I think that was possessed by Pazuzu, too. <laughs> they still... <laughs> Was it still a thing in uh, the early 70s that we had uh, the operational theater where we could uh, uh, someone could go and watch through the window? Mm. Is that, I don't want that. Those I still exist now. Want. Those are still a thing. Does it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just in like training hospitals, you have you have the, the kind where you're sitting up top and you can drop a junior mint into the body, that whole thing. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, exactly. I'm okay with like other like interns and stuff having a surgical window, but I don't take me in there to watch them operate on my child. There's no way I can handle it. Oh, I couldn't do it. There's this dough. No, I no wouldn't way. be able to watch. To put me in the thing, sit me in a chair, pull my phone out, don't yeah. talk to me for the next hour, come tell me how she is. That's right. how it would have to be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It'd be a little Dr. Fumblefingers with his little blood tube squirting blood everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I just looked wrong. Banging on the window. Uh, You're doing it wrong. (laughs) Scott, for for my heart health, uh, do we have any more clips that are like ridiculously loud? I'm just, I'm trying to brace myself. No. Uh, I think we're okay. Like this one here. Well, this one here is about having the shits. So when you have the shits. I just I related Ooh, to that one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That was nasty. That's not too that scary though. Good. This one is also not scary. This is uh I wrote we all know this guy. This is that Robert Simons guy from MASH. Here you go. There have been more than a hundred authentic cases of so called split personality, Mrs. McNeil. Now I know the <laughs> temptation to lead to psychiatry. He's the he's the one actor that looked nothing like I picture him, but his voice is exactly what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a great whisper shit. Shit. That's a good one. It's <laughs> mm. good whisper shit. Yeah, it's a good whisper shit. Uh, here's Ellen Burstyn angry acting. All right. Best part of that is the... That part. Yeah, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, weirdest yell in a very long time on the show. Wow. That's wow. something there, right? And that goes know. places, yeah, huh? and not the places you not the places you want to go. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's introduce each other. Well, then let's introduce ourselves. I'm Damien Carras, and I'm the devil. I'm the devil. <laughs> you hear me? Start using little. We're right uh, talking people. Misrepresenting yourself there, Pazuzu. Yeah, Pazuzu. Right. You bozo, Pazuzu. Uh, Whoa, that's that thing again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Still like that. Um. I don't know what this. Uh, I have no idea. I put a clip in here that's two two periods and an asterisk. I think I'd mistyped, obviously. So here it is. You know what was really hard is the breathing. That freaks me out. I don't like the breathing when she's just sitting there going. Another loud one, Randy. You ready? I'm I'm ready. Okay, preparing you for this one. I literally called this file another loud one. So here it goes. 
I don't remember the context. I'm glad. Well, she was upstairs. Marin just arrived. He walked in the front door because the first time oh, I heard him say it, yeah. said, first time I heard her say it, something like said Merlin. I'm like, oh, Merlin's involved. And I was like, oh, she's referring to the priest Marin. And so then when I saw that, I was like, okay, Marin. That's a funny way to remember that. I like that. Uh, here's I would a, bet that at some like point Merlin next month, Seidel played Merlin in something. Yeah, I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. I was like, what does that mean? I didn't know. I thought maybe it was just talking to Merlin. In Why general. does that maybe sound 100% Merlin true, even if it's not? That's 100% true, and we have no confirmation that he played Merlin, but it feels so right. right. It feels right, right doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like you're, I feel like you know this, but you don't. You know? Right. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. Uh, all right. Whiny Demon, I wrote. Oh. <laughs> That that part is pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's good. So much. Oh, 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 oh. It's the vibrato that throws me right here. Oh. <laughs> holy water. Oh, 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 I don't like holy water. All right. And then the final bit where you get to hear this a lot of times. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> and that's just three. I think you yeah, added but, a few. Yeah, I extras. think so. I think is that's our leg getting uh, getting cut. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Again, saw, bring the Gregory brothers out for uh, for a, a dance mix of that. Because oh it's, yeah, dude, it's already it, it's already on beat somehow. You just got to add the music. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it from uh, your clips. We're now going to do this. Our final film sack checklist of Sacktober 2023 goes like Aww. this. Let's make all the doctors and experts look stupid. Check. Uh, world's loudest x-ray MRI thingy. Check. And finally, using an old desk as an ironing board. Check. <laughs> that was that very really weird. Bothered you, You're like a, really she's, a, she's like a rich megastar actor lady with two house servants. And she's ironing things on a desk. It- Exactly. What makes you think she's ever ironed anything in her life? True. She's yeah. like, she's like, she doesn't even know what to do. The help isn't there because she's like, I ain't going in there. You've seen her think, daughter. I was gonna no. say, the ironing board is up in Reagan's room. And you know what? I'll just use right. this desk. Yeah. <laughs> there so should have been anyway. a scene where all of the help are at the bar. Right, because they right, don't yeah, want to be yeah, at the house. Yeah. I could see yeah, that. Yeah. They're just like post, sitting there post drinking. credit scene, like yeah. the uh, <laughs> like they're getting shawarma. <laughs> yeah, I love that idea. But then, okay, Chain so if that's smoking, if this yeah. is the case, then you're telling me that in, in another time, this mother is putting burger patties in the toaster and making yes. brownies with She's a light a, lamp or something like whatever what? it takes, man. Okay, whatever it takes. That's how that's how disconnected she is from housework. She just doesn't know how shit works. Mm-hmm. I get it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's uh, let's get to the Star Trek connections. I know at least one, Randy. What are, what are we looking at here? Yeah, I've got one. Uh, and it spans 30 years. Mm. Um, if you've mm. if you've seen Armageddon as many times as I have, you are going to remember the throwaway character Carl at the beginning of the movie. Mm. Um, Carl, he, yeah, he's this he's this like angry old loudmouth amateur astronomer who he discovers the planet Not killer he. and he gets to name oh. it mm. and he names it Dottie mm. after his wife because she's evil. I'm um, I'm going on because <laughs> I, this is the only thing I've got, guys. So um, I thought. I thought Robert Simmons was in Star Trek. He is. He's in uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine as Vadik Porta. He's a he acts in that. So yes, well, you're right. There didn't is come up one. in in uh, my search. Uh, right, John right. John Mahon is who I'm talking about. He mm. was uh, he, in this cast. He was the language lab director bit role. Um, 
he was in Star Trek Enterprise as Admiral Gardner in the 2005 episode In a Mirror Darkly Part 2. Um, the John Mahon here uh, died in May of 2020, and it was very publicly stated that he died of natural causes, mm. so you don't think it was COVID. <laughs> oh, or connected to the, the exorcist somehow, because people still think that's true. There's a curse. Uh, the guy who paid O'Malley, the other priest, the, the priest at the end who's doing last rites and stuff, um, William O'Malley, the character, or the actor, Lived to be 91 years old, died this year. We talked about it before um, in July. But uh, that dude looked, he's the hes the one exception to this rule. I felt like he looked younger than he, well, he would have been at this time. He would have been right. like late 50s or no, mid 50s. And he just, he looks, I don't know, he looks 39 with maybe two cigarettes a day. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, well done there. Let's do the soundtrack grade. I'm giving it an M for minimal. It just wasn't in there a lot, yeah. but it's good when it is. Uh, it's still, I still think it works. I, I, I appreciate that it doesn't, though, because I think it adds to the whole mystique of the movie to have less. So to me, it's like the what did we do recently? The the fight scene in Morocco with Jason Bourne. No music. There's something about that that makes oh, that yeah. so much more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, almost the entirety of. No Country for Old Men has zero soundtrack. It just adds so much to that. I, I'm, I'm a big believer that less is more sometimes. So mm-hmm. uh, more of that, please. Sure. Agreed. Social media posts where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. And I believe it's Randy's turn. The Exorcist. I gape and wonder as I sit upon the brink. A priest can just steal Shivas so that he can drink? <laughs> so sure. I don't understand Catholic affairs. Must have been the booze that made him fall down the stairs. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that was a good one. Send me that, by That's the good. way, so I can put it in the uh, uh, pa- patrons. Get all the poems and Brian's lyrics and all that. My stuff. lyrics are so far down the or up the Discord now, behind a whole bunch of photos of Pazuzu and uh, Max von Sydow and <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. vinyl uh, Exorcist uh, albums. I have, yeah. to, I have to cut those out early. Uh, to, to make sure I don't miss Sorry. them. But yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're a patron, you get all that stuff. So get in there and get that done. Uh, all right. Let's now say that Brian Dunaway has a turn now. Okay. The Exorcist, like a demon headed statue with a snake for a penis in the desert, waving at you like a lucky cat at a Chinese American restaurant with a fighting dogs as a backdrop. This movie needs to go away. No, faster. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Finally, Brian Ebert. The Exorcist. I'll kick you out of that girl so quick it'll make your head spin. Oh, I like that. Smart. Did we mention that Short the that the, the fake point. barf they used, which was the pea soup? It said, I forgot to read this one. It says, "Screaming green is. apple gogurt." <laughs> yeah, it really did look like it. it. Says the vomit Reagan Linda Blair hurls at Father Harris is thick pea soup. Specifically, it is Anderson's brand pea soup. Never heard of it. Uh, the crew well, tried. Anderson's happy. Yeah, he's real happy. It says the crew tried Campbell's, but it didn't work the way it, they didn't like the effect of it. So, <laughs> sorry, Campbell's. That would be their that would be their advertising for years. Yeah, it would be it not Campbell's. good enough for barf, but soup is good food. They would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, it's we now meal. move on over to these uh, these. Uh, ooh, I know what I want to do. Alternate titles. These are just handed to me. Look at this on paper and everything. This was almost called paper. the Von Sydow sandwich because he barely was in the top and the bottom there. 
Or the puke that eats like a meal. Mm. Mm. You uh, almost became a Max von Sydow sandwich. It almost happened. <laughs> All right, here's a quick email from Keaton, who wrote in. Uh, filmsack at gmail.com. He says, hey, Filmsack gang, just wanted to shoot you a quick message because uh, you haven't sacked Crimson Tide, question mark, question mark. Oh. I recently had to watch it for a class I was in and thought, how perfect. I can do classwork and oh, then have fun with the Filmsack episode. Only to be devastated yeah. that I couldn't find the episode in question. I truly thought uh, quicksack.li was broken because there's no way you haven't done Christmas, uh, Christmas, Christmas, pff, Crimson Tide. Uh, please tell me I'm wrong. Thanks, Keaton. Keaton, you're not wrong, but we need to do it. Let's get it in. Let's get her in. Yeah, yeah. I put love it in like Linda. a d- demon in uh, Linda Blair. That's right. Put it in. <laughs> I love that movie. Never uh, one of my favorite Bruckheimer era things. It's an early one too. And uh, Gene Hackman, Denzel Washington are amazing. But there's also some side characters that would go on to be big stuff later, like uh, a dude from Lord of the Rings. Can't think of his name. Who's the Ranger? Uh, Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Vigo. He runs the missile go. thing in the basement of the ship and all this kind of stuff. It's so good. Oh, wow. Yeah, who's that dude? Uh, who's the psychiatric patient from The Sopranos? Oh, uh, 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 James Gandolfini. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe that's how you described him. Not the star oh, of The that's Sopranos. That's hilarious. Not, not, that was the king. Well, I mean, is there somebody besides Tony <laughs> Soprano? Like, what a weird way to describe him. Like, I was just following on the ranger from Lord oh, of the Oh, yeah, you know, that's yeah, fair. Who's, the, that's who's fair. the guy that dresses up in the nun costume from Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah. Oh, that's the guy. I, 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 love that, I love that buried on this cast list for Crimson Tide is Ricky Schroeder. Whoa, what? Oh, really? The Ricky Schroeder? The Whoa. Ricky Schroeder. Oh, my Rick, gosh. Wow. Rick Schroeder, please. Yeah, we haven't uh, been Ricky Schroeder right. since he was... 16. Yeah. Somebody was asking me the other day why he's gone so Scott Bayo these days. And um, I oh, think I know the he, answer. Oh, yeah. Yes, he has. Yeah. I have a theory. I think it's because he was in The Champ, uh, which they filmed at a rival high school of mine uh, in the early 80s. And he did it with uh, John Voight. And John Voight's completely wacko. So I think they, you know, there was a moment there where maybe they transferred a little bit of dumb. And now he's got some of that in him still. <laughs> transferred some dumb. Yeah. So this like is what a, I know about Rick Schroeder. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. You don't know a thing about <laughs> Rick Schroeder? What about, uh, you know, the Silver Spoon? Come on. You know this that. Is what I, well, that's the well. Okay. I don't know anything. Be, this, this is how I know Scott Bayo. I don't know anything past Charles in Charge. And mm-hmm. I, and, uh, in this, well, sure. and then Rick, Rick Schroeder, I don't know anything past Silver Spoons. And if he said anything in the public light, I don't follow him. I don't even know what either. Well, you're lucky then. Because mm-hmm. he's a kind of a Nimrod. Not now. lucky. I'm choice. Your choice. Uh, I see. I see. My okay. choice. You're choicey is what you are. Like, I liked him. I don't follow people. His brief, his brief stint on uh, NYPD blue. Pretty good. And also on oh. 24, I thought he was pretty good. So was that the one where he showed his butt? Not 24. Uh, no. 20, uh, NYPD blue butt showing was everybody except for maybe him. I think everyone else had a butt <laughs> shot though. Really? Wow. Yeah. Sipwitz had butt shots, multiple, uh, John, what's his name? Had butt shots. Everybody had butt shots and boob shots for some of the ladies. Yeah, and and just, zip, just a zip, reminder if you want to have shot. a healthier, just a reminder if you want to have a healthier mental life. Uh, don't follow celebrities on any social media. Just saying, <laughs> just, just don't. Just yeah, or don't use social media. Or, uh, 
Except for Richard Marks. For whatever reason, Richard Marks is okay. uh, is yeah. great on social media. Yeah, he's all right. He'll be great I, until I he don't isn't. know if the trade-off would be worth it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, till you're ready, he'll be right there waiting for you. Well, yeah, right. there okay. you go. Thank you, Ted. Now, I also got from someone named Derek G a text at 801-471-0462, and it's a kind of a long one. It says, Dear, or, uh, it says happy Sacktober, Sackers. Uh, Derek G here. Sounds like a rapper. Mm, Derek G. Mm, Derek G. One, yo, yo, yo. Derek G. Ter. Oh, Jeter. Yeah. Good point. Maybe this is him. He says, uh, during the, uh, the, sorry, the month's episodes, meaning this month's episodes, there have been several references and discussions about how certain situations or scary movies had an impact on you as a child. Today would be no different. On the most recent episode, I believe Scott mentioned the way uh, light bounced off a certain toy in his bedroom that creeped him out. Uh, this give, has given me the strength to now tell my own experience. And here is my story. Here's what he says. It was on my 12th birthday. And one of my birthday gifts was being able to stay up later than normal and watch some scary movies. The selection wasn't exactly a movie, but a miniseries called Storm of the Century. Suffice it to say, I don't remember that at all. That's new to me. Uh, Suffice it to say, the bit of me that watched that movie was terrified. I'm not sure what that means. It's written weird. I am not sure if it would ever be scary for me as an adult, but I refuse to watch it because of this experience. Well, that's literally what happened today with The Shining and me, or not The Shining. Uh, the Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. The Shining's up there on the list, though, and it was good for us to watch it here as well. Yeah, yeah. cathartic there, too. Same deal. As I lie in bed trying to fall asleep, I glance at my 90s-era glow-in-the-dark ceiling stars, and as I look uh, <laughs> towards the corner nice. of my room, the stars begin to fade out and come back into sight as if something is crawling towards me. Within seconds, whatever it was smashed into my ceiling fan, and I was certain I let out the most pitiful scream that has ever been emitted from my voice. Uh, and that my life was about to come to an end. My parents rush into the room to protect me from whatever heinous fiend was haunting their son, only to find out one of my birthday balloons had come untied from the gifts (laughs) (laughs) and had drifted onto the roof and was on the ceiling fan, and my life has never been the same since, and I still have anxiety about watching scary movies to this day. Please keep up the amazing work. I cannot thank you enough for the uh, fine hours of entertainment that Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy have given me over the years says Derek. Amazing story. Amazing story. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. an amazing story. And for My, the rest the most of the traumatic uh, experience yeah. I ever had was growing up, we lived out, uh, out, out in the middle of nowhere, lived next to a pig farm. And I had a window. My window was right next to my bed. I was probably like five or six again, right around exorcist time. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was sleeping comfortably. Oh, so comfortably. And then I kind of woke up. Something just kind of made me wake up and I looked out and I could see out the window just this little orange ball and i was just i was looking at it i'm like what is that orange ball and all of a sudden it got brighter and brighter and then i saw somebody's face and i'm like i'm like not even a foot away from the the, the you know the edge for the wind from the window mm-hmm. and just this face just lit up and uh and i just oh my god what the hell so i turned around ran out the door as i was hitting the door i looked back and i saw the little red ball fall to the ground and uh, i went and told my dad and Next morning, he went outside, and somebody was outside my window smoking. That's what it was. Somebody oh, was watching wow. me sleep and smoking. Oh, oh God. Man. So you got <laughs> secondhand smoke and a scare. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so I don't yeah. sleep near the window anymore. I never have. <laughs> yeah. You're done with windows, shit. eh? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stuff gets you when you're a kid. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for your scary emails, everybody. That's that's awesome. Well, Happy the Crimson Halloween. Tide, the Crimson Tide was one wasn't very scary, but no, uh, no. This other one when was. he said, "You haven't watched Crimson Tide." <laughs> 
Well, now we're going to, you've haunted us into submission. We're going to get it taken care of. Filmsack at gmail.com and 801-4701. I did that wrong. 801-4710462. That's uh, our hotline. You can leave voicemails there as well. Please use it at your leisure. Uh, I want to thank some folks over at Patreon like Dwayne Harder, Kevin, and Chris Whedon. These are just three of our fantastic patrons who just got a taste of... uh, of the Randy, a little bonus Randy's host show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taste of the deluxe. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. taste of the deluxe. Uh, that happens every month with a different host doing a different host special. You get those on there. You also get no commercials, pre-show content every week as well. And uh, some movie-related art in the mail, which I just sent out. Very Halloween-y this, year, uh, this month. Com- so um, Coming up in a couple that. weeks, uh, Scott Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yay. Don't know what I'm doing yet. You know? I got to think about the it. Exodus 2. Oh. Mad Max Fury Road again. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll, it'll be something great. And that's how you sign up and enjoy those things at patreon.com slash filmsack. And to everyone else who just listens, that's cool, too. We're glad to have you here. Thanks for being here, and we appreciate it. Our next movie will no longer be a Halloween movie. It will be what? What's happening in November, Randy? I don't remember. So our next episode is probably not going to be a movie. And we're going to – you'll you'll find out about that next week. Our next movie is scheduled – I'm not guaranteeing this, but it is scheduled to be Richard Linklater's Slacker from 1991. Oh, all right. Slacker. We we are approaching a big end of month for streaming services. I cannot guarantee we're going to be sacking Slacker in a couple weeks, but that's what's what's on our schedule. Yeah. We're aimed for it. It's the only Richard Linklater movie I never saw, so I would be very – is it his first It's his first mainstream thing, right? It's 91, so feels like it, yes. Yeah, because we didn't get... uh, It'd be a year or two before we'd get uh, Dazed and Confused, which is... Right, Dazed and Confused is 93. Love that one. Um, Yeah, I think that might be his... I'm trying to find it here. Oh, no, so he's got some small stuff. Yeah. So his first directed, like, in movie theaters movie is Slacker. So it's kind of a historic little piece here. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that'll be next week if all things hold. Okay. So watch for that. Uh, in the meantime, filmsack.com is our website. You can always uh, find all the links we've talked about and everything else there. It's just real easy to go there and check it out. Filmsack.com and click away. Mother scratchers. Patreon.com slash filmsack is our Patreon. Big thanks again to everybody who supports us there. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. What's my mother's maiden name? We'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. My bed was shaking. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.